What's up, gamers, geeks, nerds, fantasy football analysts? How is everybody doing tonight? Welcome into the chat. Welcome to Nerd Sports Zone, season two, episode three. This week we are featuring Barrett from Red Zone Fantasy Football. Barrett, if I have your name in the wrong in the chat, my my bad. Um, we're gonna be discovering. We're gonna be discussing the Broncos, Chargers, and the Vikings. Some great football conversation there by itself. We're going to be talking about some studs and duds that we noticed in fantasy, and not just fantasy, but also just matchups and teams related as well. Um, we're also going to be going over the previews for next week's games. We're going to be discussing week three results from our fantasy matchups. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump right into it. <laughs> You got my name right, dude. What's your drinking? What's nice? Ah, uh, it's actually nice. I have said nothing. Dr. Pepper. Um, Alright. So, lots of stuff to talk about, fellas. Um... We obviously all had some pretty close matchups in our week three results for fantasy football. I was playing John last week. Um, since John beat me, I'm going to have John start off and just talk about his matchups, how well he did on the week. Uh, and he's going to have a lot to celebrate here. So I'm going to be ready with I got, I'm probably going to lose my voice because I've been losing it as the week progresses. Um, but that being said, I'll hand things over to John for a minute here, and then he's going to talk about his matchups. All right. So rolling into... Let's see. We had it was it was Mike and I playing in. I think we were playing in. We were playing in losers league. No. We played in. Barry, the, you're in that one too. We played in the stream league. The stream. Yeah, I'm in that league too. Yeah. Uh, can you put an overlay of the teams, Bashan Mike? What's that? Can you put an overlay of the the teams up on on screen by chance? Already doing it. Alright, cool. Well, I gotta switch up the leagues. For some reason, it's defaulting the losers one. Well, I pulled that one up. Barrett, how'd you do in the. Yeah, Barrett, take, the, take over on your matchups. Dynasty, how'd you do in Dynasty? I ended up losing in Dynasty, but I went to a, into a powerhouse team. Uh, Mike has a like stacked, stacked team, and he just traded for um, Derrick Henry today, or before the game started. He ended up trading Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins for Ryan Tannehill and um, Derrick Henry. So I had to roll in against that stack, which wasn't really in my favor. My team did okay, but I still ended up getting a loss. So, But I, overall, it was a pretty good week, though. I couldn't complain. Uh, and then I ended up making a trade after that game succeeded, or I was done. I ended up trading for Javonta Williams. Uh, this is a Dynasty Junior as a Dynasty League, like we said before. Yeah. And I traded uh, T- Kenny Galladay and a first-round pick for uh, Javonta Williams. Back. Yeah. So I- I'm pretty happy about that. I- I'm not going to lie. I'm-, I'm pretty stoked that I-, I made that trade. That sounds like actually a good trade, I think. Um coming up when you have to go against a stack like Thielen and Cousins because you know that those guys are going to connect. I think that that's, that's, that's pretty good. John, why don't you go ahead and dive in? Perfect. So diving into – we'll dive into 
yours in my league, the yeah. the one we played often. We had the sauce going against Return of the Nerd. <laughs> so we had Tom Brady going toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes in fantasy. Fantasy, that's a great game. Both had both had lights out games. What did you put up? Forty four points, Mike. Up to Tom Brady's fifty six. Oh, yeah. um, quarterbacks were definitely going to be heavy hitters for both both of our both of our teams. You had Aaron Jones going up against Austin Eckler. You got two guys that just straight bell cows. Um, Austin Austin ended up helping my, my team twenty two points. Chris Carson, my secondary running back, uh, sixteen two points. Going into it, CD Lamb. You know, he had to put up a, you know, catch just a decent amount of points. I think going into Monday night, you were up, what, three points, Mike? Yeah, it was like minuscule. It was like three or four points. So it was tight. I mean, definitely not an easy feat. Like, and even going into that first set, third quarter, it was it was such a small lead. I if he even fumbled the ball, dropped it, I was I was in for it. So it was it was a nail biter for me. I was sitting at the what do you call it? The BJ's. Well, eat my pazuki watching that game last night. <laughs> yeah, trap. Yeah, that was it. Was a good night. And then you got you know two two heavy hitter tight ends: Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, Rob goes down early in that game, but he does come back. Yep. He was able to put up. He was able to put up nine nine five. A little underwhelming, if I'm a Rob Gronkowski owner, <clears throat> uh, Mike. I could I think I could speak for you saying that's a little underwhelming. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, for me, it was somewhat frustrating, um, but it's it, it was what it was. I mean, he still Gronk wasn't expected to be a super, I guess, great tight end this year. You know what I mean? So it was like now he knows the system and he he feels comfortable with Tom, and he's been doing quite well with 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 how things are. So uh, I think him getting back up was good. Um, it's a good sign. Talking about the injuries outside of it, he basically had he had ne- he had negative X-rays, so right that that was also good. Um, he didn't have play. a bad week; like he had a fairly decent week. He still got like he, seven. He just didn't get in the end zone, so I mean, yeah, that's okay though. I mean, I'll take nine and a half at the position though. Nine and a half points on the position, I'll take it. Yeah, I yeah I was not too worked up about the result I got from. <laughs> Uh, Gronk on that on that week, and I trust that uh, it's only going to get better as this as this week goes on too, because of the fact that you know you're talking these guys are going to be in Tampa Bay, they're going to be going to New England, you know, like they're going to be playing in their home in their old home, and against against their old Big Daddy Belichick, and they're going to want to they're going to want to beat them. No, does this mean that they're going to have a flop though? Like. This is Belichick that they're going against the Belichick defense. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think that they'll flop. I think it's a, it, it's a driven week for Tom Brady. I really do. I think that this is going to be, this is going to be a good week for for Brady and Gronk. I think they're going to break some records. I feel bad for Bill Belichick Sunday. Yeah, as and he's about to. I think he's going to open up a can of, you know what, on Bill Belichick. You don't lose and then, you know, lose to the Rams and expect to just. Nah, he's he's preparing to win against his old coach. That's yeah. the, that's the feeling I would get. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel bad for Mac Jones. That's who I feel bad about. Why do you feel bad for I Mac do. Jones? 
He's oh, on my bench. <laughs> well, he's just – I would feel bad for him going against either. He has to live in the shadow of Tom Brady, and now he has to go against Tom Brady. Like, Did you guys see the um, – they did a – oh, was it uh... – they did a, a promo for the for the, for the weekly matchup, and they had it in the background. The song was "Hello from the Other Side," and it was really really well cut. Like it was a, actually it was a, it was a pretty great. Uh, Man, I want to see that one. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty solid. Yeah, uh, rounding up the the end of our back half of our teams, we had our flexes: Damian Harris versus Cortland Sutton. Sutton, uh, for me, underwhelming with the amount of points he puts up. Uh, but he still put up ten, over 10 points, so I'm happy with Damian Harris, 12 points. He, he's going to get more looks going into next week. You know, James White's now out with a with his little hip injury. Yeah. He's going to be out for a while. So you're safe there. And then defense, Nerd puts up the best defensive front every week. He's one person that you do have to prepare for because <laughs> uh, he's going to give it to you back. You know, other people you feel like they sleep on them, like, oh, you this is who you're running with, fine. But this this guy, every every time we play him, I know he's giving it to me defensively. But you can't trust that. Loaded. You can't trust that. You can't trust that projection against me when it's when it's like four points no. lower, five points no. lower. Because you had Fred Warner going into Monday or going to Sunday night, and I was like, Oof, he he's de- that's definitely doable. I think it was like a thirty point thing, and we were. I was like. You could definitely do it with Fred Warner and Aaron Jones. So yeah, that was going into Sunday night. I was worried. Yeah, so I'll talk about my matchups a little bit as briefly as I can, uh, just to save my voice for the most part. I had a lot of tough ones. Um, every matchup that I've had in Dynasty, I've had somebody kind of just get hurt or something. Right now I'm dealing with some ha- with some hammy issues in <laughs> um, A.J. Brown and Darius Slayton. Uh, obviously Sterling Shepherds went down, so uh, we'll see what, what's going on with that. But, um, you know, through just evaluating the team, I found my needs where I needed to put them at uh, without panicking. But well, there was a little bit of panic, but when I sat down and, slowed, and just slowed my brain down a little bit, I looked at that dynasty team and I went, this is a pretty good team still. I'm just dealing with some things, and I made, some, I made a little bit of shifting around um, to make a, a good projected lineup. So I'm not worried about it. Um, I'm still going to be trying to make some moves, some waiver claims, all that good stuff. I got lots of waivers in all over the place uh, throughout throughout the six leagues that were strictly waivers that I needed to make, I guess you would say. And one of the, uh, the things that, you know, I we with fantasy football is patience, is finding those guys that other people don't and being cautious and being smart with what you're doing and not giving too much. And me, Barrett and John were talking earlier in the day and, um, we all had good conversations about, you know, like how can we not jump to conclusions, you know? So, um, and we got, we got a lot done. Uh, I, I thought the conversations went well. Like I was looking at making some trades that, uh, I shouldn't have. And, and Barrett and John were like, whoa, slow down. You're all right. So, um, but for my other teams, yeah, they were close matchups. It's like, uh, I think all of them came down to the wire, basically. Uh, I have one matchup that didn't, uh, that wasn't Dynasty, and that was against my brother in law, my Yahoo League. 
And I lost CMC in that matchup. So then once the week goes on, obviously, you can't just plug somebody in. So that was mid-game. And then my brother-in-law just took it to me the rest of the week. So uh, congrats to, to him. And uh, I'm not even mad because last year I just took care of business with him. This year he took care of business with myself. And you're done to beat me to him. Like you, your schedule is really, really difficult. Like you went against two powerhouse teams back to back. Like nothing yeah. wrong with with what happened. Like, and it sucks that AJ Brown not being fully 100, percent and then Carson Wentz as your your second quarterback is really kind of the Achilles heel for you. Yeah, you're pretty I, limited what you can do. Yeah, and I still really believe in 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 Carson uh, in the Colts offense if they can get that line to protect him. I I, I think that. It's, it's a dangerous combination, but they need to get him some protection. They need to get some things figured out for him because this is getting, like, the dude's getting beat up every week, and he's playing on two sprained ankles now. So with that being said, what, what do we got next here, uh, fellas? We talked about last week's matchups a little bit. Um, what's next on the agenda, John? I think it was studs or duds, right? Or uh, we're talking about our teams. Okay, yeah, let's cover teams. So I'll I'll get mine out of the way while my thoughts are fresh and while my voice is still decent. I love this Vikings team. All right, I want to be very clear on that before I go too far, and everyone's gonna chastise me for some of the things I'm gonna say. I love this Vikings team. I think that this is a very talented roster. I think our defense is starting to pick up and come along again. Daniel Hunter's playing well. Um, I'm still. I'm gonna triple down on it on episode three of this. That Anthony Barr, you can go somewhere else. Uh, Nick Vigil, welcome to the team. Um, Anthony Barr is a guy that we paid way too much to hardly ever play, and I'm pretty fed up with him. So he he can go be somewhere else. I think he's a great talent, but for what we're getting out of him for this contract that the Vikings gave him, not very happy with it. Um, Part of me actually wanted the Vikings to lose this week, as bad as that sounds, because I'm not a fan of Mike Zimmer. Um, I think what he did, what he has done for this team while he's been there has been good. He took us from like a, just a, a terrible team to where we are now, but I think that it's time to hit the, refre- hit, hit the refresh button while we got this young, talented roster and go get a, a head coach that thinks different and plays different. Um, you know, like the Packers went out and got Matt LaFleur. Like, we don't have that Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer... Uh, as we talked about last week, with 41 seconds left on the clock, he, with with a timeout at the 20-yard line, winded 30 seconds off the clock or more and then kick, and put it in the, the hands of the kicker or put it in the feet of the kicker, and we missed the kick, and we lost. Um, to everybody, again, saying that Kirk Cousins is the problem with this team, he is not the problem with this team, and nor do I think he's been the problem with any team he's played on because you got to factor in that he's always been playing with a bottom-tier defense and also playing from behind. Uh, if you go back and look at numbers last year, the Vikings' offense was ranked fourth in the NFL, and Kirk Cousins is putting up what, even on TV, they're saying are MVP numbers right now. Like He is, he is making himself an early candidate for that conversation. He's playing great football. He's doing everything this team has asked him to do. He is driving down the field, getting us in field goal range to win games. He's scoring touchdowns when we need him to score touchdowns. He's getting the ball. He's at, like me and my buddies were talking about it. I mean, Stetson were saying he just throws these darts sometimes that like 
are in really tight coverage, but they're really nice. It's a really nice ball, and he he gets it right where it needs to be, right in the hands of Thielen or Jefferson or or KJ Osborne. Um, he this offense is rolling. They're doing really well, and this is not on Kirk Cousins if we're losing these weeks. I do realistically see the Vikings being able to go three and two, uh, going into their bye week, uh, winning the next two. Uh, we should we we I mean we're literally a bad call on that fumble, and a missed field goal away from being two and zero right now or being being three and zero. I think this is a really good team. So I, I'm just not a fan of the way Zimmer coaches. I think that we need to make a change at coach. Hopefully at the end of the season. I know they extended him for like six years, but I really hope that doesn't stand. I hope they find a way to get rid of that contract because Mike Zimmer is not he's not the guy. Um, Mike Zimmer is not the guy. That's where I'm at with it. I agree with you on the Mike Zimmer. He needs to go. You need to get a, a younger guy to come in there and take over this team. Yeah. I agree. I'm with it. Let's head, o- let's head over your way, Barrett. I haven't really ever heard you talk about your Broncos because they've gone yeah, through a we- lot of changes. They've ha- they've gone through a ton, and obviously John knows because they're in your division. I'm gonna let you guys kind of talk about that, like where about that division. So let's let's go over to you, Barrett. Where, where, how are you feeling about your Broncos the past couple of years? Where do you think they're going, and uh, what do you think the direction is right now? Well, for the past couple of years, the, it's been hard to be a Broncos fan for the past couple of years. Um, we were always a very very good team for like 15 years until we won a Super Bowl, and then it went downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been a subpar team for about five years now. So it's uh, this year I'm very optimistic on how my team looks. Uh, we did also go against three teams that are pretty bad. Yeah. I'm not too, like, you know, uppity on it. But uh, we also lost a lot of key players. So now once we're going against these good teams now, we don't have as much, you know, firepower now to keep up with them. Yeah. Uh, I think that our defense is really good. I think that our rookie, Patrick Sertain, is he, he's going to be a star in the NFL here pretty soon. Um, other than that, though, I, I think our team looks good. We need to not get penalized as much. And I think we just got to gotta make sure that we can manage the game and Teddy Brown, t- keep Teddy Bridgewater afloat, you know, keep him up. Yeah. Or else he's, he's, he doesn't have mobility like other quarterbacks, but he can still move out and extend the play if he needs to. I'm I love glad it that it's fun as a Vikings fan to watch um, to watch Teddy do well in all the places that he's gone. I am not a huge. I'm glad the Vikings don't have him. Don't get me wrong. I I just think he's kind of a dink and dunk type passer, or um, you know, it's like five a five yard pass here, a fifteen yard pass here. I don't think Teddy's got the arm um, where he can launch it. You know what I mean? Like we've we've seen it very little. But like if he's put in the right offense, I think that Teddy's a good quarterback. Um, the Saints use him that way, <clears throat> and then the Panthers tried to use him that way for a bit, and now the Broncos are doing it. But the Broncos are doing it a little more successfully, I think, than all those other teams. So, I think our offensive coordinator, uh, Schumer, mm-hmm. is that's going to be very good with him and Bridgewater. Yeah. Seems like he knows how to design plays to help Br- Bridgewater succeed. Yeah, and then uh, Cortland Sun is back. Like I think he's. Yesterday, like he, they didn't really need him to do anything because yeah. Tim Patrick was out there. But I think Cortland Sutton is a—he's gonna be a true X receiver this year, like over a yes. thousand yards and probably about eight touchdowns. 
What I didn't get to, 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 to talk about with the Vikings too really quick because I forgot was, you know, we haven't beaten the Seahawks with Russell Wilson ever. Like, he was 7-0 against the Vikings. This is the first wow. time we got to beat him. And I love what Dalvin Cook had to say before the week. Obviously, he didn't play, but he was asked about what his thoughts were uh, playing Seattle at home finally. And Dalvin said, well, it seemed like we were under a contract to go pay to go play um, in Seattle all the time. And it was the most frustrating thing. So he was pretty upset about – he was calm, but he was like – you know, I could tell that he was kind of like, well – I wish we could play these guys at home once, and look what happens. You get fans. You get the you get the you get the fan noise, the the volume, the energy. Um, it shows you that home field advantage really does help in these matchups. So I was glad to see that we got to beat them. That we got to beat them, and that we got to beat them at home. And that I think it's a confidence booster for Kirk Cousins to go. We can we can beat this team. We can beat the Seattle Seahawks. So um, Dalvin Cook obviously didn't play. Uh, Alexander Madison did what he always does. He comes in. I picked him up in one league, and he was a saving grace there. So yeah, um, if yep. Dalvin if Dalvin's not playing, you um, you got to try and go get Dalvin. You got to try and go get Alexander Madison to handcuff somebody A or B. Just give yourself a running back that's gonna get get you a good amount of points that week. Well, he's yeah. not always been a very good like replacement like. Remember last year he didn't do anything when Dalvin was gone. Well, he had uh, he had some bright spots, but I mean, the year before when when Dalvin was hurt, he was quite good. So, I think now that this offense is kind of churning in the right direction, I think it helps out that you know it. Alexander Madison, he's just a hard nosed runner. He just hits hard. And, um, he's just a good running back to have on your roster. Like that's been the beautiful thing about being a Vikings fan is that we always. We always tend to have pretty decent running backs. So, true. Should we just label Dalvin Cook as you're only gonna get like you know 13 games out of him per year, but it's gonna be like really good 13 <clears throat> games? Or? Right. I don't know. Like that's the thing is it's hard as a Vikings fan because you want Dalvin to to play every week, but like I I almost understand why he's hurt all the time because I feel yeah. like this team doesn't ever like learn their lesson. I don't and that's there's other teams like that too where like that I feel like they don't learn their lesson that like well your running backs are going to get injured if you run them you know every snap of the game like whether it's a screen or whether it's a you know just a all right bolster the offensive line and ram them in or if it's a high formation like whatever they're doing you know like that some like the Vikings often t- tends to work him into every aspect, and he's getting hit on every play. It seems like whether he's blocking or whether he has the ball. So, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's it's tough. But I I honestly expect it every year because of the fact that he's in on all the action. You know, it'd be it'd be convenient if he stayed healthy, but I can I can see why he gets these smaller, more annoying injuries that kind of make it hard to stay healthy. Um, John, tell us about your Chargers. Chargers went into into Kansas City. We got our first divisional game against them. Hell uh, we yeah. took a win, and we took a win, and that's a that's no easy feat, especially having to play play them twice a year. Barrett could speak on that. You know that if you want a chance in the playoffs, it start you have to go through the Kansas City Chiefs, and at least in our division. Uh, Good job, Chargers. You, you did it. 
You freaking did, did it. it. You went into KC against the, against the odds. Good job, Chargers. And just like I called it too last week, Asante Samuel was gonna have a ha- was going to have a have a big game, and he had it one uh, one turnover, one one interception. We had uh, four four turn yeah four turnovers in total. So we're happy with that, and that's what it's gonna take to beat Patrick Mahomes. Um, humble him in his own stadium. So shout out to my boys. Yeah, I was yeah, um, I was proud watching. What were you gonna say, Barrett? I wanted to say it, man. And even as a Broncos fan, we're proud of you for for slaying that beast. Thank you. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice to know it's a level playing field. You know, um, at least that's that's how the division feels. Right now, looking at these two and O teams, you got the Broncos and the Raiders in the division. Um, you know, you can speak you can speak that the Broncos, you know, have had these easy wins, but guess what? If they're the teams to beat, you don't want to lose them. So kudos to them. Um, yeah. They're you know they're undefeated and Trino. you've got to put some respect on their name. We the did Raiders. A, <laughs> last week too, so like. Yeah, and then you have the Raiders also undefeated, um, and they're going through some teams, and they're not easy. They're dogfights. Each of those games are dogfights. So um, it's a it's going to be a tough division this year. So definitely uh, definitely keep an eye out on these games. Someone. I think the AFC the AFC division goes through um, goes to the AFC West. My son's making a debut on the on the podcasting <laughs> I world. I, heard. I thought that's what I heard. Yeah, he's he's a little fussy right now. He's like he's put put respect on the Broncos' name. He's saying. Oh yeah, he's he's agreeing with your points there. Talking about the Chargers. Yeah, he was he was agreeing with you. Yeah, he thinks you're right. Um, <laughs> I I think it was really well. I think it's good. To see these guys kind of like these these teams that we normally see win all the time, I think it was nice to see them kind of lose early on like this. Yeah. Because it brings them back down to a level where they're like, oh man, we can be beaten. You know what I mean? Like, like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I mean, obviously that might change now going in the future because they signed Josh Gordon, and I don't. And with signing Josh Gordon, I think that's literally a matter of when are they going to get him being used on that offense. Versus if they're going to use him, they're going to use Josh Gordon. Like, Josh Gordon's just more, he's just like fire in a bottle, like put, sticking in the offense. Eventually, it's going to get released. So, um, the I think what was fussy, speaking of fussy, you know, uh, there's, <laughs> there, there, there are some pretty fussy uh, Niners fans after that Packers and Niners game because um, why would you leave? The Packers with 37 seconds left, like, and give them the ball. I mean, I get the situation that you're like, well, well, we can kick a field goal and, and we and we won, but I I don't know. That was crazy to me, and the way I I've said it again and again as these weeks have gone on that Aaron Rodgers is gonna have a year. Um, he's gonna be playing at another level. He wants to be traded. He wants to be out of Green Bay. We all know this. Fantasy baby. Um, Love to hear. He just, you know, you know, Aaron Rodgers wants out. As much as he says, like, "Oh, I love playing for this team," like all this off-season stuff that's happened, and he's right to feel the way he's felt. You, you, there's a sense that you can kind of feel like this is it for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, at least for me. And I'm a pack. I'm, I'm a Vikings fan. Yeah, he's gonna be a Broncos next year. That's something. I'm a Vikings fan. Um, and I'm just a realist with it, so I know that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a year. Um, Send rid of the Vikings. So we'll see what happens. But that, I thought that was kind of an interesting matchup to, matchup to watch. And then uh, we all saw the old Tom Brady slump 
at the end of that uh, Rams and Buccaneers game. So, boy, do I really feel bad for the Patriots next week because when he sits right. down like that, you're about to lose. <laughs> Put him in the start mode. Yep. Tom Brady is going to be in a mood coming into New England. Are we talking about the hit that uh, Devontae Adams took though, against the 49ers? Yeah. yeah, talk about it. I didn't see it. Oh, dude, he went up for a catch. It was like there's only a couple of minutes left of the of the game. We came back down. He got drilled by Jimmy Ward, and wow. like he looked like he looked dazed. Like he looked like he didn't know where it was at. Like he didn't know anything like that. And yeah. that was that was the quickest like concussion test I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, like it took him two plays and he came back out. Wow. Do you think? Um, on that hit, I didn't see it. I'll have to go watch it after this. I was working a lot this weekend and getting stuff taken care of around the house. Do you think that hit was a helmet to helmet or like? Oh yeah, no, it would. Was like, it? He lit he lit him up like a Christmas tree or hit helmet to helmet. And even the commentator was like, "Why didn't they call this?" Like that was. Oh, a it went called too, huh? Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah, and but like Devonte was like he was down for like a minute and a half almost. Sheesh. Huh. And he looked they, like they did, they did a close up of his face, and he just looked like he looked like he was a ghost. Like he was there's no color in his face or anything like that. And he passed concussion protocol. Yeah, and they brought him back out in three plays later. Hmm. That is strange. Um, while we're kind of on hits and all that, let's talk about some injuries that we noticed that were noticed that so we don't skim over the stuff from last week. The ones that I noticed going into the going from this last week was probably all these hamstring injuries. Uh, we had we saw CMC go down with one, Sterling Shepard. I think that's what he's got going on. Deontay Harris in your in your fantasy lineups, he's still he's still out with a knee issue. Uh, he didn't play this last week. Uh, Darius Slayton now has a hamstring issue. Um, oh gosh, uh, who else has got him? AJ Brown's got a hamstring issue. Like we're seeing some of these things kind of kick in, like, like what the heck, like what is going on here? <laughs> um, so yeah, um, that's the injuries I noticed. Did you guys notice any other ones? Can't really call any any big ones. Oh, uh, rib injuries. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster has a rib injury. Yep. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. So now it's just the Claypool, and then I think they're bringing Deontay back in to be their. Because Juju, I don't think is gonna be able to go next week. So I hope they bring Deontay, and I got him in one of my leagues. I need him. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm waiting for him to come on back too. Yeah, I have him on the bench on two leagues. It sucks. <laughs> really yeah, are. he's a he's a he's a game changer. That's for sure. I mean, speaking <clears throat> of injuries, you know, Chuba, uh, Ch- ah, Chuba, 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 Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard. Um, you know what's you know what's worth um. How much should you be spending if you're trying to pick him up in, in Dynasty? I would say one fourth of your budget. A fourth? Of, yeah, that's. I thought that was a fair amount. I don't. I don't see him going for less. Yeah, I anything think less. Fair. Anything less than like twenty six. Twenty like. Well, it depends case. on what you're talking about. Like, if it's an auction draft, or is like a prior, or not an auction draft, but a, a fab budget. I yeah. do twenty five percent. If it is your number one overall priority, yeah, I would go. take a shot at it. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, if the beautiful thing about it is you could you could probably like use it as like a like a trade bait for when um, CMC CMC's about to come back too. Yeah, yeah. Good. I would. I mean, I'm definitely making a, a a 
a bit out there. Yeah. I'd like a piece of that. Do you like the matchup, though, against Chuba versus the Dallas Cowboys next week now? I think you got to roll with it at some point. You know what I mean? I guess I that's, mean, where that's my... your option. That's where, that's, that's... Where, that's where my mind goes with it is if there's nobody else that's going to be running the ball for them, then that's, then that's your guy, you know? I mean, it's Chuba and Royce Freeman. That's the backfield right now. Yeah, I'd right. be trusting Chuba Hubbard way more than I would be. And, and Chuba was a track athlete. We yeah. played at Oklahoma, or yeah, Oklahoma State. So he's fast. He was a beast, super fast. So, so that's the guy I, I would be rolling with if I need, if I absolutely needed to. Um, which you know I'm trying in a couple leagues, so we'll see what happens. But uh, this is the one, always one of the most like the most restless nights I have during fantasy waivers. During is waiver. the wa- is the waiver night. Yeah. Yeah, same. It's actually one of my favorite. Like, I don't sleep. I'll be honest, I don't <laughs> sleep. I'm so eagerly awaiting just to see the results of who got what. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. how do the, the new playing field for the week, you know? Yeah, because uh, some, te- some teams can drastically change. And in, like, one of our leagues, I absolutely witnessed, like, that if I get my waivers that I put in for, bro, look out. Just look out. That's all I'm going to say. Like, the, some of those, those teams – they're going to be totally revitalized. So I feel good about it. If I get the waivers, we'll see. Yeah, I put in a claim for Chubba on, on Dynasty Junior. Yeah. Same. Um, I, d- I doubt I'm going to get him because I'm not going very high. But if I get him, cool. I'd love to put him in my flex position every week. Callisto is asking, trying to figure out what to do about Julio Jones makes my head hurt. <laughs> is there any thoughts? Well, I'd I... sell right now if I was you. I you... would sell high. So you you're selling Julio? I would sell high now, yeah, on Julio. Because AJ Brown is out, like you said, he was had hamstring injuries. Yeah. But once okay, he comes okay. back, it's not going to be all Julio show. So try and sell him now if you can get a wider or a running back one or something like that for Julio Jones. Go for it. Yeah, Mike. How's how's that looking? Hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can you can get top dollar like I. In one league, I saw Julio Jones going for like a, t- a mid end, like a Chris Carson or like around there, and I would gladly flip Julio for Chris Carson. I, I would too. That's a good pick, especially if you got good depth at wide receiver the way it is. So, um, any other things that you guys found notable about last week? Oh yeah, um, Najee Harris catching yes. seventeen, getting seventeen targets. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, that like, was that that was a big week for Najee Harris. And that was the breakout game I think everybody was wanting. You <laughs> love to see it. Oh, and just to verify, uh I forgot to say that before. In that trade that Mike made for Derrick Henry, it was Najee Harris, um, Adam Thieland and Kirk Cousins for Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. I don't think I said the Najee Harris part Harris part about no, so no, I didn't hear it. I didn't know that part. So yeah, it's it, Najee was in that trade. One for one, so okay. I mean, it was kind of a fair deal looking at it now. Very good for Mike for picking up Derek Henry. Yeah, yeah that, was, yeah, that was good for his team. I'm um, worried about Mike. Probably gonna win. I ain't gonna lie, guys. Like his team's not, pretty stoked. John's doing good though. I'm, I'm, I'm holding out for John a little bit here. He's actually doing really well. Well, John's in the other division, so you could get a first round by John on your side. That's it. That's what I'm going for. Five for five back-to-back weeks, ladies and gents. We're Sheesh. keeping the tradition going. You said five oh. for five again? Five for five. Um, I went five for eight this week. 
can't beat you there. That's wild. That you get you did it two weeks in a row. Good for you. I I had a good draft this season. I had a good draft. So, so next season, I think you, you should come down, John, and we'll do a live draft here, like in Minot. Yeah, you know I'd love that. <laughs> like a vlog. I think that'd be kind of cool if we do all three of us. That would be really fun. I'd be, I'd have fun with that. Yeah, man, I'm down. I'm so down for that. That would be really fun. Let's uh, yeah. let's keep having fun here. Uh, <laughs> let Let's talk about some studs and some duds that we had in our fantasy lineups. Uh. Uh, John, why don't you go ahead and pull your guy, pull your guys up first? Who, who, where do who I did, start? Who did you expect a lot out of and not get much from, and who did you just not expect to give you much but you got a ton? Who should I refer to? You want me to refer to Dynasty? Uh, whichever league you, whichever league you want. Let's talk Dynasty since we're all in Dynasty together, and that's okay. actually the one I'm like competing in. So, big numbers, you know, you got the heavy hitter right there, Cooper Cup. Man, he's been my fantasy gold mine oh yeah he's um, been a stud i love him uh same with my flex i think i got kareem hunt and he had a great game so i was happy to see that i'm struggling though i am struggling with that super flex position i um i did pay one dollar last last week to get jacoby Brissett added to my team um so that dollar he ended up putting up i think 16 to 19 uh fantasy points wow so that $1 did pay off. I, it was risky business, but I'm glad I played him over Mac Jones. I know someone from the stream last week told me to go with Mac Jones, believe in Mac Jones, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, and um, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett had the better option. And I'm glad I sat Mac Jones because I'm kind of disappointed in Mac Jones, but uh, he's still on the squad. Yeah, for sure. I like that. Uh, yeah, and then, I mean – Tight ends, Kyle Pitts right now has probably been the biggest fantasy bust for me. Um, you have to understand, though, he is a rookie. He's going into a system where, you know, he's not the favorite target. You know, they, they, they do have Calvin Ridley. They have a really balanced running game with the, almost a split carries with um, Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson. Yeah. So it's it's loaded. You know, they're not doing so well uh, offensively. They They're not winning over there in Atlanta. But I think Kyle Pitts is good for the long haul. That's and like I said, it's dynasty. So for the long haul, um, it's it's a it's a stake I'm I'm willing to have a piece of. Right. You need to get stop giving the targets to Cordero Patterson and giving him more to Kyle Pitts or Ridley. I yeah, I don't do that though. That. I don't think that you have these studs. You know, you have these studs. You gotta you gotta let them fly. Yeah, Cordero Patterson will not win you games most week. I mean, they did win this week, tr- true, but like, yeah. Most of the time, it's not going to win you the week. So, I mean, for this, his stock value, the hype around him, I believe it's a little underwhelming so far this year. Um, but it's still like, uh, like we've been saying, it's still early. It's only going into week four. So we it's got dynasty, dude. You you got him in a dynasty league. Like, congratulations, good job. Yeah, that is that <laughs> is true. Um, How about let's pass it on. Who's next? I'll get mine out of the way. Um, so for me, the studs that I really noticed for like the teams that I have, obviously, you know, not- notable shout outs. You're gonna have Cooper Cup wherever you have him. Um, but I- I'm gonna go on the opposite end of of Cooper Cup, and I'm gonna say Matt Stafford. Man, he's playing different than in LA. He's playing different football with the Rams. Like, and as a former as like being as a former Lion. And as a Vikings fan, like seeing him thrive in another team that isn't the Lions, and I always thought 
Matt Stafford's a good quarterback, and he's like a warrior. But like seeing him do the things he's doing in uh, Los Angeles is really fun to watch. He looks healthy. He looks like he's having fun. We've we talked about him before, but yeah. um, he's been an absolute stud in fantasy for me. Um, right there with uh, I, I streamlined Alexander Madison into one of the leagues where I lost Cook, and right. it worked out perfect. Um, I did it, I think it's 6.30 in the morning when they confirmed that uh, that Cook wasn't playing. So I went and I looked at my bench. I was like, who can I get rid of? And I got rid of some guys that just weren't that great, to be honest. And I went and I picked up Madison just to handcuff somebody else and uh, in, in another league. And also just to boost my, my team up just a little bit so I had a better chance. And I ended up winning that week. So uh, that was in the Losers League. I, I And uh, I have... Right now, at this moment, I have Dalvin Cook set in my starting lineup, but I still got Madison on my bench just in case something goes funky with with Cook this week. So, I think um, it'll be limited. I really do. Right. So we're gonna see what they kind of do. If I, you know, if they want to get Cook fully back, then I could see them just playing Madison again. Because that's you, what I do. Yeah. Rest him up a little bit, and I mean Madison was serviceable. Yeah, I don't see. They don't need to rush Dalvin back. Yeah, exactly. If Madison can get the job done, I, I like. I'm I'm wanting the Vikings to stick with Madison, and it, it was a good. It, he was kind of a stud for me in fantasy. Um, some of the duds that I had, I'll bring my lineups back up. Um, obviously, AJ Brown did that to every a lot of people this week with his hamstring issue that he had going on. Um, you know, you can look up. Uh, I think. You know, Gibson Gibson was a notable stud, but then not in that league. Let me go to a different one here. Actually, um, I know I had one, in one one of my leagues. There was a situation where uh, they were definitely kind of a dud um, going into this last week. Uh, probably, you know, I would say Sterling Shepard this week. Uh, obviously, he had his injury, and then. The duds I've been dealing with, hopefully getting rid of soon, uh, Elijah Mitchell and, uh, you know, K.J. Osborne was kind of a dud of a pickup. I was kind of banking on him a little bit if I needed him. I didn't, like, put him in a starting lineup yet, but I was like, well, maybe this guy's going to turn out, and he didn't. So I would say in terms of last week's waiver wires, some of those waiver wires didn't really pan out the way they were supposed to. So where you at, Barrett? <laughs> so my duds of the week was Allen Robinson. Yes. And not, not, yeah, well, not just Allen Robinson, but the whole Bears offense in general. Like, oh, God, Justin Fields got me three points. That was fun. David Montgomery was atrocious. And, yeah, altogether, Allen Robinson's almost droppable at this point, which is so sad because I have him in so many leagues. Yeah. Um, and then my stud, my stud was Ezekiel Elliott. After yeah, I forgot his, his after his week one debacle, like he won me this week. Thank you for coming back and winning my first victory inside the streamers league. So, hey, congratulations, congratulations! Yeah, you did. I'll give you some claps. I'll give you some claps for that. You know. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Did it work? No, it didn't work. Well, shoot, that's the thing. There we go. You did it. You got your first W. Woo-hoo. Yeah, dude, I, it's been a tough, like, that schedule in that league. 
has been crazy stupidly hard. Yeah. Like I've I've already they they've almost scored 800 points on me already. It's that defense, man. That defense is a game changer. <laughs> it's fun though. It makes it for uh, a, a very fun thing you can do in fantasy where it tests you a little bit to see what you can find out your defense. So um, let's keep going with studs and duds, but we're, this isn't going to be like necessarily fantasy related. Uh, let's each list two teams that we were really expecting to do well and that aren't, and two teams that we were expecting to do bad and are doing well. So two good teams, two bad teams. Uh, for me, my two would be I'm very disappointed in the Colts and how they're playing with a quarterback like Carson Wentz. Uh, as I said earlier, I think that if they can stay healthy on the offensive line front of things, I know they lost a couple guys, but it still should be one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. So I don't I don't understand how this is happening to the Colts and how Carson's getting beat up every game. Um, I'm slightly disappointed by... Uh, by Trevor Lawrence uh, over in Jacksonville. I know that there was like this high expectation and I think it's almost an unfair expectation to be real, but I think there's a sense of it where like, I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence in a way where like everyone's like, Oh, this is his first home loss ever. Like this is his first loss in this many games. Like, okay, well this is the NFL. This isn't college anymore. He's not, you know, like he, he stepped up to the next level. So like, let's not like pick on the guy at least, you know, I just think that uh, they got to figure out that offense in Jacksonville, and they got to figure out how to protect Carson Wentz. Uh, so that's my two like kind of dud teams that we that are I guess have like been I guess not impressive. Uh, going towards the 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 more impressive side of things that I didn't expect, uh, I'm gonna go with the San Francisco 49ers. They're playing really good football with Trey Lance being involved in the offensive scheme. I Even though they lost this week, <laughs> made kind of a silly choice uh, with clock management, but um, I think they are they are priming Trey Lance to be the leader of this team eventually. Uh, so I'm going to say I'm very impressed with uh, that team uh, and the 49ers. And then the other team that I'm impressed with um, is the Washington football team's offense. I mean, you're talking you lost Fitzmagic. Um, and then you switch to Taylor Heineke, and now you're seeing Taylor Heineke kind of like want to be the guy for this team. So it's kind of exciting to see that uh, Taylor Heineke is playing good football, win or lose. He's put, leaving his heart and soul on the field, and they're being competitive. So it's pretty fun to watch. Uh, as a, Let's have as John a, as go next. Fan. Yeah. Let's have John go next. I got to take care of the baby. Hold up one second. Yep. Go, okay. for, go for it, John. All right, so my biggest bust, man, where do I start with all these teams, man? These are all busts. <laughs> um, just going down the list, you know, I don't buy into the hype of the Ravens. I think the Ravens are, I think they're overrated. They're one of the most overrated teams in the NFL right now. Two and one, you barely squawk by, you barely, you know, snuck by a Detroit Lions team, a rebuilding. So shout out to the Detroit Lions for making it competitive oh, yeah! against them. You, know, you lost to Justin, uh, Justin Tucker. I can't agree with you more on that. I gave you an oh yeah sound effect for that because everyone has been buying in on the on the Baltimore Ravens about this, and I'm like, this team is not super great to be honest. Like Lamar's still doing Lamar Jackson things, so go on. Sorry, I just wanted to chime it, in. No, 
I, you know, and you, like I said, you barely snuck by a Detroit Lions team that's hungry for their first win. Uh, I'm rooting for Detroit. You know, just they were so close to beating the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and I, I don't think they're far off. You know, they're getting there. Um, biggest surprise, I'm still, you know, I'm still pretty shocked how well the, the Saints are doing with the whole revamped team that they have. You know, they lost a lot of key players. Yeah. Um, Drew Brees, you know, the biggest name on there. But defensively and offensively, they have to cut some of their stars. They have they don't have Michael Thomas, but they're staying competitive. Yeah. This is week three. Um, they they beat the Patriots, and that's not an easy feat because of Bill Belichick. You know, you're going up against a rookie, um, but that's just, that's what an expert coach, you know, in uh, Sean Payton, going up against a rookie. You know, you you can you can out prepare him. You know, you're gonna give him things that he hasn't seen before, and you're gonna welcome him to the NFL. So I'm not surprised on that on that aspect that they you know that they won, but just how well the team's doing. Yeah. Um, Mac Jones is still a little underwhelming for me. I did take him in Dynasty, so I'm not, you know, I'm not too hyped on that that pickup for myself. But you know, I'm giving the the kid some time to blossom. I'm well, not stressing too. it. I'm not I'm not playing him. Uh, I was playing him, but I'm I'm working in our league to find something for a super flex position. You know, also another uh, disappointment was the Steelers. You know, the Steelers aren't aren't doing so hot, and you hate to see it. Um, you know, they're their name, their brand, it, it's through Big Ben, and sadly, it's Big Ben that's the one that's kind of holding him back right now. I cannot agree more. <laughs> I'm back, guys. Um, so you mentioned the Steelers, and then who else was the ones? Sorry. Oh, yeah! Um, I guess my most surprise would be the Saints, how well they're doing with the whole revamped, you know, just revamped team in general. They had lost a lot of key players, had to pick up a bunch of free agents. So I'm I'm surprised the package that they've uh, they presented us this year. I want to uh, just touch on the Steelers before I forget the thought, was that, you know, as a, as someone who has friends that are Steelers fans as a family, it, we've always talked about it, how Big Ben should have retired two years ago. Like, realistically, he should have. I mean, it's it's one thing after another. I mean, even ESPN went out of their way to, like, put out a pretty nasty headline. I didn't think it was actually right at all. I say it in a terms of like endearment and love and respect for Big Ben Roethlisberger because I don't want him to get hurt. Like I feel like that's where this is leading, where he's going to get hurt really, really bad. Because when he was playing in this last game, I mean, even this whole season, he is getting beat up every game. And then ESPN put out on their headline because they're just, you know, top-notch, world-class reporters that Ben Roethlisberger looked like he was 300 years old. Which, do I disagree with that statement? No. Does that headline need to be made? Not at all. You can say that it, you can come up with some other, like, well, Big Ben, ben Roethlisberger and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers struggle, or continue to struggle, you know? I do think that Ben Roethlisberger is holding this team back, and I think that it's time for him to hang the cleats up. I agree with you. It's it looks bad to watch him do what he's doing. It's hard to watch as a, as someone who loved watching him play growing up. It's it is hard to watch. It's like come on man, like I love that you want to be here and I love that you want to like put on a show, but like it is it's time to be done. It was like watching um, Peyton Manning play the last year for the Broncos. Yes, like like we had to drag his ass all the way through the season. Yeah, so he did. Yeah. He drug his ass to a Super Bowl. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> <Literally> did. <laughs> yeah. Most right. impressive. 
Well, um, all right. So do you want me to go over my my most or the, the yeah. ones I was talking about? Yep, go for uh, it. So the guys that I was most like shocked about was the Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals are actually looking like a fairly good team. Yeah, yeah, they are. Like, Jamar Chase catching yeah. balls. Yeah, catching touchdowns, dude. He's already got four touchdowns in three weeks. Pretty good. You you know, hype, the hype definitely did deter me from drafting him. Um, and I, you you regret it now. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, well, and I I'm a huge LSU fan. Like I'm I'm a I'm a fanboy from through and through. Like nice. OBJ was my favorite player coming out of college. Yeah, and ever since then I've just been an LSU fanboy. Um, so now seeing Justin Jefferson pop off last season, um, Jamar Chase pop off this season, I cannot be happier. Um, but yeah, so the Cincinnati Bengals are are looking good. I don't think they're going to win more than seven games, but they're probably going to win seven to eight games. Yeah. Um, and then another team that like the Carolina Panthers are looking hella good with yes, Sam Darnold out there. Three and zero. Yeah, three and zero. DJ Moore is looking like an elite top five wide receiver right now. Yeah, he's playing really good football. He is, and Robbie Anderson's turning into the shell of Robbie Anderson, like we thought. So that's kind of interesting to see how it's going. Uh, they did just trade away um, one of their one of their tight ends to the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars for C.J. Henderson. Yeah, which is I don't, I don't know if people don't know who C.J. Henderson is. He was a corner that came out of Florida. Yep, and the Jacksonville just gave him away for pennies on the dime. He was a top fifteen draft pick last year. They gave like him away that. for a bag of chips and a couple puddings at lunch at, at the lunch table. It's it's like this team, the Jags team, <laughs> pissed me off. Like they're just self sabotaging for no reason. Like Urban Meyer already his first year, and I want him gone. Yeah, like I don't, I just don't see if this is if this is how things are going to go in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer running this team i just don't see it going well i don't it wasn't hard to, like not four years ago those guys were saxonville and in yeah. the playoffs and almost taking out tom brady in the first round yeah and now they're just in shambles like that it just baffles me it really does um and then the two like my two dud teams so far this mm-hmm. year um i said the jags would be one and you already me already touched base on that one yeah and then who else did i write down in the notes i'm sorry i am not prepared oh the bears god the bears are looking bad uh yes. matt nagy needs to go like, terrible i don't know how that guy still has a job man i i just uh, don't like they drafted justin fields who was Super mobile and like great on the run and great at like intermediate to long range. Yeah, and they're doing nothing with him to do that. They're let it, doing like five step drops and like seven step drops. Like, what are you doing? Like, it, it kills me. Like, Allen Robinson's a great wide receiver, and they're they're doing nothing with him too. Yeah, so Nat Matt Nagy needs to go. Like that whole Bears team, I feel bad. I really do. I would not want to be a Bears fan right now. No, I think that'd be quite a tough thing to look at. No, uh, I'm gonna look at your trade here in a minute, uh, John. No, you worry. Don't worry. We'll do it. I'll do oh, it afterwards. The trade. Oh, what's going on? I want to hear the trade. Uh, I can pull it up. Right I'm evaluate. No, let's hear it. Let's hear evaluate. it. He's offering me Julio Jones, Leonard Fournette, Henry Ruggs for George Kittle. Oh, you want George Kittle? I do want George Kittle. 
I'm gonna have to think about it because I don't know what I. Got I would slam one. dunk that dude. Take the. <laughs> like... I'm I'm close. Like my heart's almost there. <laughs> but Kittle put up 20 last week, so now I'm like, well, shit. You know. He's injured right now too, though. True. Um, let's move on to the week four matchups that we got. Um, or am I going off topic a little bit here? No. Oh, we can go. We can go to that one. That's fine. That works. Or well, actually, before we get into it, um, sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought here. Let me go to our our little chat here. Okay. So, yep, we're, we are on track. So we've already kind of covered injuries. Let, let's talk about the matchups in fantasy. And then let's talk about some of the matchups that we're going to have for uh, uh, the week that we're most looking forward to and make some predictions. Um, that, so for me, here's where I'm at. Um, I'll pull up my matchups. I got some pretty gritty matchups that I need to win, and I don't even know if my waivers are going to go through yet, so we'll see what happens. I got work, I mean, clearly John offered me a trade here, so I got something to think about that. Um, if I take a look at this, though, um, the situation that I'm going to be having is I got to get a win in this Dynasty League, and I'm projected at 153.47 to 146.08 against Team Helgeki. So I got a good shot of getting getting a W this week if everything goes the way it's supposed to. Um, you know, obviously that trade was involved, but now there's like a a calf injury on um, <clears throat> George Kittle. So not real. I'm gonna be watching the severity on that, which is gonna kind of deter my options on the trade here. But we'll 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 leave that for the imagination of the viewers to figure out what we're gonna go. do. Um, the original listeners. Uh, so let's heading over to the Lo- losers league. I have my roommate that's moving in on the 10th of October. I'm really excited. His name is Hayes. He's a good friend of mine, so I'm super excited to get him in here and have fun with him. So we'll have to have Hayes' hot takes come on because he is absolutely uh, knowledgeable when it comes to fantasy football. He won his dynasty league la- last year, and he'll be a great roommate to have. Um, I'm playing him. Right now the projections are sitting at uh, favored towards me on a negative 5.7 swing at 126.1 to 120.4. But again, I haven't had any waivers go through. Uh, Moving into the other leagues, uh, that's the losers league. Or no, that's that's the, the big boy league. In the deadlight league, I just couldn't hang on by three points last week against the Atlanta's Falcons. Um, they kind of a heartbreaker matchup. They ended up having um, a Monday Night Football player get just enough to squeak past my team. So uh, they had Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I, was, I had a 40-point lead, or I had like a pretty decent lead, and they had a couple guys go in that game. So uh, congratulations to them. But it, going back to this week's matchup, um, it looks like I have Team Timmy Turner or Team Turner Turner. Timmy has a really stout team. Um, I'm projected to lose by about six points on this, but I've made some rather drastic roster changes that I'm excited about. I picked up Mike Williams from the Chargers. Um, and then I, I'm plugging in Cordell Patterson because of how much he's being used. I'm not banking weeks on him, but I mean – 
when like your roster needs something, I guess that's what you gotta gotta do. I am plugging in Clad Edwards Hilaire against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I think he's back. I think Ceh is back. Yeah, I think, I think he's back after that big week. So, and then I, I, I of course got Aaron Rodgers, and he's sitting with Russell Wilson. So the the checkpoints, the check marks, kind of go to hit his way a little bit. But I'm a little, if I were him, I'd be a little concerned because he's got Russell Wilson, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, and Devontae Adams. But on my same end where he's favored, I got some pretty good names between Aaron Rodgers, Clyde Ceh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and Cordell Patterson and Mike Evans. So. I'm feeling pretty good about this matchup still, um, and I might have some decisions to make. You got to keep in mind I'm I am missing uh, Christian McCaffrey, but uh, through some of the roster moves I made, I went and picked up Dalton Schultz. I got Taylor Heineke. Uh, T. Higgins is questionable right now, and I got Miles Gaskin in the Washington Football Team defense. And I did go out of my way to get the Tim Patrick. Um, mm, yes. So Tim's so, gonna be a great. Tim's gonna be really good. So I, I'm worried. I'm not too worried about an eight-point projection. So we'll see what happens. I am scared of Derrick Henry, though, as all men should be. Mm-hmm. Um, the losers' league is. I got two moves in right now. Uh, we'll see what happens with those. But matchup-wise, I am playing Barrett. Actually, uh, yeah. We have an absolute shootout. Uh, same situation as me and John had last week. Barrett's 0-3, I'm 1-2. and We're fighting for div- uh, division ranking at this point in this matchup. So it is a must-win game. We're both in the East Division. Um, and, you know, Barrett, if you want to pull your end up, I can pull my end up. We can kind of talk about our teams for, just for a quick shake here. Sure. Um, um, so I have Joe Burrow starting that, that Thursday night game against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zeke Elliott versus Carolina. Andre Swift against Chicago. Right now, I don't feel good at all having Allen Robinson in, but I I don't really have very many other yeah. people to choose. Um, <clears throat> I have Deontay Johnson coming back off of injury, which still yeah. doesn't feel very good about it. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Daryl Henderson, which coming off another injury. I just mm-hmm. I got a rit- injury riddled off the bat, and then uh, I put in some claims, so we'll see if I can pick up some of the other players for yep. defense. Uh, but if not, I have Denver playing against Baltimore, which I don't really want to start that one. Right. And then I have Matt Prater. So I like your team a lot better than mine. I'll just say that. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I think it's going to be a shooter either way. Um, the I mean, the projection is 158.1 to 155.2 for those who can't see it on screen because it's on my other monitor. Um, it's, a negative, it's, a, it's a negative 2.9 spread going Barrett's way. Uh, this, this is going to be another close week. Um, and that's in the Losers League. I do have some waivers coming in for that. We'll see if they if they go through tonight. Um, and in the final league that I have, that's worth mentioning is uh, the stream league, the streamers league, and that's uh, my team is Return of the Nerd. And ironically enough, I'm playing Barrett in this league as well. <laughs> um, this one is again a shootout, two sixteen point eight to two fourteen point nine. This is our IDP league. Uh, it's a negative 1.9 spread going Barrett's direction, but I do have like six or seven waivers, and so we're going to see what kind of happens with these. Um, I do I have waivers as well, so hoo-ha, hoo-ha. So this is going to be fun. Like um, The ma- the matchup on this one, I'll, I'll cover it real quick, is uh, Patty Mahomes versus Russell Wilson, Aaron Jones versus Ezekiel Elliott, James Robinson versus Daryl Henderson, uh, Stephon Diggs against Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore against Keenan Allen, uh, Gronkowski, 
against Tyler Higby, Tyler Lockett against Damian Harris on my side. Going back to my side, Eric Kendricks uh, facing off against Atlanta's linebacker. That name's complicated. Olu. Foyasad Aluakong. That guy. That guy. (laughs) He's a bro. (laughs) He's so good. Um, Alex Singleton from the Philadelphia Eagles uh, facing Micah Parsons. Uh, Shaq Barrett on Barrett's side going up against Chase Young for me, but I'm not sure if I'm going to officially play Chase Young. We'll see. Uh, Cameron Hayward uh, versus DeForest Buckner. And then we got uh, Jalen Ramsey and Jamal Adams. Um, Eric Rowe against Kevin Byard and Justin Tucker against Tyler Bay. So this is just it's this is a another one of those weeks. It's you know one of our teams has to fire on all cylinders for something to win for someone to win. So I'm excited about these these weeks. It's gonna be fun. I think you're gonna win in all of these. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When they're that close, I just tend to just put up. I just tend to just trust my lineup and see what goes on. John, why don't you tell us about what you got going coming up here? All right, I'll start off with the Dynasty League. Uh, this is always exciting for me. I love our Dynasty League. It's can you the... cover? Can you cover me and Barrett's too, please? I forgot to cover those. Yeah, I'll go over those. Yes, so this, this week I'm going against Dotson. Um, you guys know Dotson. You know Dylan. Yeah. Dotson 33, so he's 0 and 3. I'm certainly currently uh, sitting at 2 and 1. It's going to be well. It's going to be a good match. First of all, we got our quarterbacks going divisional rivalry. We got Aaron Rodgers going against uh, Kirk Cousins. Oh, that was going to yeah. be a good one. Toe to toe, we're going Austin Eckler versus Najee Harris. We love to see that one. Chris Carson versus Devin Singletary. Uh, I do have the favored matchup at 14.55 points compared to 12.43. So confident in that matchup. Julio Jones going toe-to-toe with Tyreek Hill. It's going to be a good one. Uh, Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen. Man, these are some good matchups. Eh? Yeah. Keenan Allen, who I'm riding with against his Corey Davis. Kyle Pitts on my squad versus Robert Tanyan. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's pretty balanced. Kareem Hunt is at the flex for myself going against, uh, was it Brian Edwards? Yeah, Edwards. Yep. No, Brian. Brian Edwards. Yeah. Brian Edwards. Um, then we got Marvin Jones at my other flex position going against Jalen Waddle with a super flex position, two quarterbacks, currently using Jacoby Brissett against his Teddy Bridgewater. Mm, okay. And I'm I'm confident in that. You know, I I am favored 175, 155. Um, you know, going against some people that I don't know. Okay. So uh, I, I want to establish myself. Set my name, John from LA. John from LA. <laughs> you're, you're already establishing yourself. Like guys that are, are like regulars in this league that I talk to on a regular basis are already taking note of your team. So I like that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, let me get to your guys' team. We'll start with the uh, the Avenger, aka stuck on my TDs. <laughs> I love um, that name too. So well, I ain't get I ain't getting many TDs yet. So <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start at the top. We got two. Two young quarterbacks, Joe Burrow going toe-to-toe against Trevor Lawrence. Uh, nerds got Chase Edmonds going against Joe Mixon. That's that's a good running back battle. DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Swift, James Robinson. You got the favorite matchup at 17 points against his 12. You feel confident there. Nelson Aguilar against Hunter Renfro. Tampa Jeez. Bay, though, that's going to be a tough one. That's a tough one for the Patriots. Yeah, Zach Pass. Zach Pascal versus DK Metcalf. 
You got uh, Terry McLaurin. It's your boy, Terry McLaurin, against uh, Hollywood Brown. George Kittle versus Jack Doyle. I definitely know George Kittle. I think he bounces back from that calf injury. Yeah. It's just a sore calf was what they was reported. I just hope he gets a touchdown. There we go. Yeah. I mean, if he's getting 20 looks, man, that's a lot of points. (laughs) Uh, Miles Sanders against Corderell Patterson. You know, you got to feel confident with Miles Sanders. Cordero Patterson's getting the, not getting a lot of work compared to Mike Davis, but he's doing a lot with a little. So you do go, do you got to worry there? Uh, DeAndre Slayton, and he, you got DeAndre Slayton, right? Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton. Excuse me, Darius You're Slayton. You're good. You're good. And then Mike Williams, and as you know, Mike Williams definitely was a sleeper pick this year. Um, if you have him now, you are happy to have him. He's and yeah, as a Chargers sure. fan, I'm gonna speak on it. The man's about to get paid. I think yeah. so. Long term contract. I think he's gonna be there for a he, while. He's thriving in this new system with this new uh, this new offense, and I love to see it. Tom Brady as a super flex versus your Con- Carson Wentz. That's gonna be tough, man. But you got this. You got favored 153, 146 against Helgeki. I mean, it can't get worse, you know. Carson's that are projected of <clears throat> what's he at? Seventeen, I guess. We'll see what happens. Carson, and that's seven. that's the uh, third member of Red Zone Fantasy Football. Just there. Okay, cool. Gotcha. Yeah. So for future reference, when you meet him, if you beat him, you got to rub it in a little bit, okay? Oh, I will. Man, oh yeah. <laughs> I gotta make a guess. I will. Guess if I, I want to be on that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're we'll have. Both of you guys on on a podcast here in the near future. Yeah, that sounds like you got you got to have us on there. Let's see. I'll pull up. I'll pull up Barrett's right now. I'm going okay. against Achilles Shadow. This guy's got a good team. Yeah, he has right. a really good team. Barrett starting court quarterback Justin Fields currently. How are you feeling about that? I'm gonna give him a second week. I think you have to. You have. Yeah, to. It's Detroit, dude. It's Detroit's it's Detroit. defense. It's division. Yeah. If you're gonna thrive, you gotta thrive in the division. So let's see, let's make that happen. I'm, I'm gambling, man. I, I like gambling. And you're going against Lamar Jackson, and I think Denver Denver defense can slow down Lamar Jackson. Um, so. you got Alvin Kamara versus that's a heavy that's a heavy hitter squad right that there. Is, yeah. How how did Kamara do week week three? He did really good. Twenty points. He, got he bounced back. Of, I, yes. I do recall he bounced back. I did have that conversation with someone. Yep. Um, Antonio Gibson, he's doing great. He had a good week three as well. Uh, yeah, better. 72-yard catch. Woo, baby, let's go. He, he bounced back from that week two. Everybody was a little worried about J.D. McKissick. I think Gibson's here to stay. Yep. Uh, you're going against David Montgomery, so I feel like you have that at matchup. Amari Cooper versus DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, that's that's loaded. You got their number ones, two number ones going toe-to-toe. 18-5-8 versus 18-3-6. So that's going to be a tough matchup there. And both of them um, are hurt. Both of them are hurt. You hate to hear that. You hate to hear that. <laughs> Allen Robinson for the Chicago Bears going toe-to-toe with Stephon Diggs for the Buffalo Bills. Stephon Diggs does, that, does have that advantage. I do. You are going against Detroit, so I think Allen Robinson can thrive there. Uh, let's just hope Justin Fields can get the ball to him. Tyler Lockett, a deadly wide receiver going against Jaco- is it Jacoby Myers from the uh, New England Patriots. 
Patriots defense, Patriots going against the Tampa Bay defense. I don't see them putting up that much offensively. Mac Jones has been struggling. No turnovers, but struggling just to get the ball out there. Uh, Tyler Higby, it's your tight end, going toe-to-toe with uh, Logan Thomas. We spoke earlier about Logan Thomas. Um, He's been consistent this season. He's not having outrageous numbers, but he's consistently giving you um, right under 10 points. Over under ten points. We'll take Tyler Higby had the game of his uh, game of the season so far last um, against the Buccaneers. Yeah. So you're you're sitting confidently with him, hoping he has a bounce back week uh, week to week performance. You got the rookie, Javante Williams, Broncos running back going against his Jamal Williams, who is who's the backup. He's he's the backup. They do share the backfield, but you know, same with the the Denver Broncos. Offense, they do split the uh, the running backs. It's a tight matchup, nine seven four versus the ten point twelve. This one, I like this player, Deontay Johnson. We're hoping he has a comeback. Yeah. Um, it's you know I think it's just you know just uh, nursing the injury. It's nothing major, but give him a week off. You know. I think he bounces back. Mike Jacecki is his uh, flex position. That's a that's a tough flex. Mike Jacecki does get uh, quite a few looks over there in, in Miami. Right. And then your super flexes, both going to be quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts versus Matt Ryan. I think Jalen Hurts comes back this and has a bounce back week after a abysmal match against the Cowboys last against week. Against KC? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. KC's defense know, is not that good. Here's- you think they lose three? I don't think they lose. Oh, no, I okay. But I think for fantasy-wise, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be – just Jalen fine. Hurts had oh, a better yeah, game yeah, than I see what you're Believe it or not, Jalen Hurts' uh, fantasy points-wise had a better game than Dak Prescott last night. It's true, actually. So I'm not really like worried about my team. I mean, there's a few matchups with there that are a little difficult. I'm kind of nervous about Deontay Johnson and then Amari Cooper. Like ribs are something you don't really come back from, yeah. like right away. So I'm still worried about that one. Allen Robinson really needs to prove to me that. He wants to be on my team. But I think since I have the stack, the Fields and Robinson stack, if they do pop off, that could win me a week. So. It could. It very well and also could. with that with that Javante Williams, um, before, like I said before, I traded Kenny Galladay plus uh, a first-round pick. And if you're in Dynasty, don't be afraid to trade four picks or trade away picks. Because right. these, we constantly have these rookies coming in every single year, and you're drafting rookies over and over and over again. Um, it's easier to put a name to a player, like to a pick. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I'm, I in my mind, I said, well, I know I'm not going to get uh, beyond uh, beyond Robinson. That's the the Texas running back. Yeah. He's the number one college running back right now. But I said, well, right now this pick is probably going to be like a Brees Hall plus Kenny Galladay for Javante Williams. And I told myself, well, I really like Javante Williams' overall like ability compared to a Brees Hall. Which, right. And I don't know, are you guys familiar with any of these guys that are coming out yet? I've been keeping up a little bit, but not not like as close as I should probably should yet. But yeah, I've been paying a little bit of, little bit of attention. Oh, no, don't worry. I mean, there's college seasons just started too, so you still got plenty of time to, to look into these players. Right now, my top four rushing uh, running backs coming out. There's Beyond Robinson, that's a Texas running back. Yeah. Uh, Brees Hall is the Iowa State running back. 
Okay. Tank Bigsby is from Auburn. And then uh, we got uh, CJ Verdal from Oregon. Okay. And those gotcha. are the, my top four running backs. Uh, number five would have been uh, Mohamed Ibrahim out of Minnesota, but he ended up tearing his ACL. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bummer. That was a bummer. I damn near cried because he was my favorite player too beforehand. So. Yeah, I was really hoping. Uh, just a little tangent. Um, I'm in a lot of dynasty leagues, so I've been looking at these rookies for about two or three years now. So. Right, right. And the more, you know, like, I'm excited for you guys too, because you now you guys are doing this dynasty thing with you too. You can look at college players from like two to three years oh. out. Oh yeah, you have to. Yeah. And honestly, I would do that, Mike. I'd start shipping some of your players if you're not happy with how your team is. I'd ship some of your players off for first round picks. I gotta, I gotta trade. I mean, I have an idea. I'm gonna see what happens with waivers tonight, and then I'm gonna go back on that trade. I think with John and kind of look at it. Take a look. And our waivers clear at midnight, or two o'clock in Central yeah. Time. So I'll we'll we'll see tomorrow. But anyways, man, I actually need to head on out. I got a fussy baby again. So okay, yeah. That's right. But can I, do you mind if I plug my thing real quick? Do it. All right. So. Uh, if you want to reach me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at R- Barrett underscore RZFF. And then uh, we did just release our second episode of our podcast on uh, Spotify and Anchor and all that. Uh, it's the Red Zone Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, that's me and a couple of my buddies, dude. And we come kind of like what we're doing here and talk about football. And if you want to, if you enjoy this content, please come and see our content as well. And we'd love to have these guys on and. Have a big old war between the two brands there. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, you guys have a good rest of the day. Thank you very much for having me on. I do appreciate it. See you guys. See you later. Later, man. All right. So I need to get some things readjusted. No worries. Wow. Do you want to just power through uh, predictions for next next week's schedule? Uh, yes. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, I'll pull that up. Um, let me just get leveled out with you here via Discord. Oh, God. Uh-huh. It's going to look sloppy here for a little bit, for a little, for a little bit, no chat. Worries. You know, now it's, I just got to keep the, keep the train moving, man. I got a good thing going. Just hope I can keep going week to week. How long can I keep this undefeated streak going? I mean, you're killing it. Like that's the thing that is. I was worried too. You, you and both, you and me both were worried in the beginning. Like, dude, what are we doing in this dynasty league? I mean, and then like once you, once you do, once you do it, you're like, oh, okay, I got, I got it now. This kind of makes sense, you know. But it's nice to like to high five you right now. Like, hey, we're in, we're new to this league, but you know, we're we're taking it by storm. We're doing it. Yep, I love it trying to make my presence felt like oh that john from la you know about yeah. him you don't want that guy you don't want <laughs> yeah, that who, guy, you go, who do you got who are you going against this week john oh, from la oh good luck oh good luck, man friend. you got john from la this week yeah <laughs> that's the kind of presence you want in fantasy ladies and gents <laughs> you you wait you got john oh man yeah oh man you might as well chalk that as a loss <laughs> <laughs> should be cool though I mean, that's why I love, like, when I'm in my other league is that that's kind of how it's viewed. Like, they're kind of like, I don't want to play Michael this week because, like, I know how to draft really well in that league. And they're like, I don't want to play that guy. 
Like, I want exactly. no fear, part of that. Fear him. And then look at that. In one of our other, uh, in our losers league, I'm sitting on Michael Thomas coming out of week six. Yeah, so you're you're in a good place. I don't even think I got a <clears throat> Broncos defense and Brand McManus together got me 33 points last week. Sheesh. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's pretty good. Uh, run that trade through to me again, John. Take your pick, man. I'm going to let you pick. That exact trade that you ran. You want that same one? Uh, like, what, what, what all was in that one? We can do it afterwards. Um, but <laughs> So in it, I had Julio Jones, who would be your your replacement for A.J. Brown temporarily. Yep. Um, and then I gave you the option of Henry Ruggs and Nicole Hardman. Okay. Oh, so choose one of those two. Is that what you're saying? You get, you could, no, you could take three. You could take two. You could take Leonard Fournette um, if you want to replace one of the wide receivers. Those are your options. If you want to kindly send me back a, a running back, more appreciative. But, you know, that that would be my option. Let me I'll, – I'll give you a counter trade. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. But let's get into these matchups. Let's get in these matchups. Week four, we're going in, starting with Thursday night football. We have the the hot Bengals right now going in. Uh, they're taking on Jacksonville in Cincinnati. I think we're unanimous in this and saying that Cincinnati's going to wipe the floor with Jacksonville <clears throat> on, prime, on Thursday night football. Yeah, I think I, I would ride with that. But you know what? I will be paying attention to it. It's it's um I think this is the first time prime time we're gonna get a taste of Urban uh, Urban Meyer. Um, the world's gonna get a a, cha- a to see what he can do. You know, yeah. So this is gonna be a good game to to see what their uh, Jacksonville's potential is. I gotta get I gotta get week four pulled up. Are you just in the um, NFL scoreboard? My excuse me. <clears throat> oh yeah, I'm, I'm following you. Okay. The next one we cool. got is the Browns and the and the Vikings at in Minnesota. I think we walk away with a win on this one. We win by ten. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think um, Minnesota has what it takes to go in. You know, they they're bouncing off their home fever. I think you win by a field goal. I, like I think it's it. gonna be a tight knit game. I think it's gonna be a tight knit game. Um, I'm looking at a different app. I'm going, I'm on ESPN's uh, football schedule, so okay. I'm just, I might I might go a little askew. But the next game we're looking at is Houston at Buffalo. Okay. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to go uh, Buffalo. In Buffalo, yeah. yeah. Houston Houston's going to be in for a rough one. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be ugly. Uh, I 10 plus, 10 plus points. I'm saying 10. Or 10 plus. 7 to 10 points, yeah. Okay, yeah. Both unanimous on that one. Detroit at Chicago. Um, there's a lot of There's a lot of heat. Going into uh, yep. if you're Chicago, if you're if you're in Chicago right now, there's a lot of heat under your your Bears football team head coaches. People are calling for his job. Um, so he be. has to come back. He has to come back. He has like Dan Orlovsky said, you had 149 days to come up with a game plan for Justin Fields, and that's what you gave us. You should be ashamed of yourself. He said that. He said that. That's pretty bold. Wow, I don't know. I don't know that was said. Yeah, he said that on ESPN TV, man. That's that's public. So I mean, I I do hope that Matt Nagy gets it right. Um, at the same time, Detroit needs their first win. Let's go, Detroit. 
I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Detroit by three. I'm going to Detroit. Detroit. The Bears Let's do are a mess. <clears throat> oh, who's the bigger mess, huh? Who's the bigger mess? Who's the Carolina? Carolina, yeah, Carolina uh, takes on the Dallas Cowboys. Carolina's gonna win. I think Dallas is. It's at. It's in Dallas. I think Dallas is gonna win that one. Okay. Um, I'm going no Carolina. Dis- I think. I think. There's something going on with Sam Darnold and DJ Moore. I like it. I hope you're right. I like Sam Darnold. This is a nice, you know, it's nice to know that it wasn't him. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. No, it was New York Jets. <laughs> um, Indianapolis Colts at Miami. Colts got to get this right, man. I, I think they can win this game. They need. They got to get it right. It's going to be a field goal. It's going to be a field goal win. Take it. Colts got to get it right, man. Especially if they're going to be giving us his hard knocks. Come on, man. We don't want to follow a losing team. That's going to be terrible. Yep. Cleveland at Minnesota, which we just went over. Minnesota, We're taking Minnesota. He's, you're taking them by 10? I'm going by 10. I think that they they had the momentum to, uh, hey, of, of playing nice at home. Nice usage tight end, huh? They, they played against Seattle. What's that? A nice usage of that tight end. Yeah, they did really good. And uh, cool. they just got to the quarterback in ways that they haven't all season. And I think that, you know, Baker Mayfield is kind of like another Russell Wilson type quarterback that moves around a lot. So I think that they're going to come, come come up with a similar game plan for Baker. I like it. And you know what? I'm going to just bounce with back on weapons, that idea. With, with less weapons on offense. Kirk Cousins is playing lights out, ladies and gents. Yeah. It's it, They're playing their own. They need to play their own ball game. They can't count on this Mike Zimmer uh, to call the plays. You shot a ball out right there, and yep. their Kirk Cousins doing what he does best is ball is balling out. He's doing well. Yeah, doing great, doing great. You're doing so. Fantastic. We got New York Giants at the New Orleans Saints. Damn, I gotta go to New Orleans on that. Yeah. <laughs> the Giants just gotta are be. not a good team right now. Yeah, you you lose your key defensive player in Blake Martinez. Um, that's that's your defensive play caller on the field. That's gonna be a huge blow. New Orleans, I think, uh, does the same and be uh, wins in large margins. Yep. The next game we have is Tennessee Titans at the New York Jets. Jets buckle down because Derrick Henry is going to run down your throat. Yep. Yep. That that's gonna be a, a rough game for me. Yeah. If. <laughs> There's, I mean, that's gonna be just brutal for any fantasy player going against Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah. You better have be somebody brutal. in your roster that can put up big like Der- like Derrick Henry's gonna. So. If you have any Tennessee Titan, I think at uh, start him, just start him. Yeah. Kansas City at Philly. I'm going Kansas City. I don't see them losing three games in a row. I think Kansas is gonna smack Philly. I. You know, I hope Philly is this the week that Josh Gordon comes in too? Week four? Is he eligible? This is week four. I think it's week four. Go. Josh Jordan might get a taste of the field. Arizona at LA Rams. That's a tight divisional matchup. I'm going to put my money on the Rams, though. I'm going with the Rams. Matt Stafford's just playing some good football right now. Lights out. Cooper Cup can't be stopped. And that Rams defense is here to. Here to show its dominance. Yep. Aaron Donald's still that guy. Seattle, the Seahawks at San Francisco 49ers. 
I think we're both on the 49ers defensive bandwagon that that defense is playing pretty good, man. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to say I'm going to go 49ers on this one for once. I think I don't think Seattle wins this game. I don't think so either. I don't think uh you know, I you hope that Seattle does well, but I think does San Francisco does take this one. Yeah, the Niners defense is, is nothing to um scoff. They're playing great. They're playing great. You just gave Aaron Rodgers 30 seconds, which is too much time. Yep, what way too do? much time. What are you going to do? Uh, Baltimore at Denver. I think uh, Barrett would take Denver in this one. I'm going Denver. I, I think Barrett. Yeah, I agree. Like, I just I don't believe in the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, I, I just don't. I think that they got so much. They got it. Like, Tyson Williams isn't going to be the end-all, be-all for them, clearly. Um. Lamar, th- they, this offense will be figured out by, if not this week, by week six or seven. This offense will be figured out, and it's going to slow way down. And they're gonna, they're not going to be able to ha- run around everywhere. Defenses are going to figure this out. So I think this is the start of it. I think the, the Broncos' defense gives Lamar a tough day. Denver, I mean, like I said, Detroit almost had your number. Yep. I'm, you don't impress me much. And you gotta win a game off a sixty-six yarder. It's not that great. Justin Tucker won you that game. Uh, next game we got Pittsburgh at Green Bay. Oh my God! Damn, Green Bay. that sucks. <laughs> Green Bay is gonna win by fifteen, if maybe more. Fourteen points. Yeah, you know, Pittsburgh just got wiped out with the the Bengals. I, I don't see the Green Bay slowing down. No. Going easy on him. Not at all. Not at all. Respect to Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's a good coach, but that team He's needs some work right some, now. Mike Tomlin's coached through some tough seasons there. Yeah, it doesn't look to be any better this season. <clears throat> no. This is a game. This is definitely probably my game of the week. Luckily, we get it at prime time. It is Tampa Bay at New England. Oh, yeah. It's Ooh. just a huge storyline. It's a huge storyline. I, I got to go. I think the Bucks are just going to shred them. It's going to be ugly. Like, yeah. It's going to be a 20-point difference. Tom Brady and, and Gronk are going to carve them up. And then once they're focused on stopping Gronk after a touchdown or two, the focus is going to be like on Gronk to stop him. Well, yeah. guess who else can get open? Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and this this just elite Maybe offense they have. Brown comes back. AB, if he's back, you know, uh, just a bunch of nightmares for Bill Belichick that he's played before that he feels like he just, like, I mean, how do you stop that much, you know? Yeah, you get, tune in for the handshake. Tune in for the handshake and the hug. Well, just kiss him on the lips. You know? There you go. There you go. <laughs> but we're both taking Tampa Bay in this one. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady off the loss, so you can't. Yeah, I'm going Tampa. I'm going Tampa. And then we're blessed with Monday Night Football. We got the L.A. Raiders at the L.A. Chargers. Ooh. Undefeated Raiders versus the 2-1 and Chargers. Um, I think uh, that they, they blemished the, the Raiders' record. Ooh, the Chargers are going to win this out. game. All right. I yeah. like that. I think the L.A. Chargers balance the division we're gonna handle the first loss to the raiders uh and they're gonna walk home the la raider fans are gonna walk home uh we're gonna be booing them from the sidelines 
walk home. You know, we're just going to post up. We're going to have our L.A. hot dogs outside the stadium watching all the Raiders fans go home sad, drunk. Adios, brochachos. Angry. <laughs> Angry. Just don't, you know. Don't hurt each other. Yeah. Don't hurt each just, other. You see something, say something. <laughs> help, <laughs> help a brother out. <laughs> we're not fighters in L.A., but we can be. We're, what? Look, there's going to be a fight. Watch the stands. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to be this week's episode. Um, thanks for having, thanks everyone in the chat for hanging out. Um, I just appreciate everybody that comes in week after week uh, and supports us and shares us with your friends. This podcast is on Spotify. So if you guys know what people that want to listen to this or you feel it will be helpful for them, for their fantasy rosters and just fun to listen to, uh, go to go to spotify and look up nerd sports zone uh with john and mike and that's where you can find all the episodes same same area as you can find uh the, the nerd rebellion podcast as well where we talk about pop culture tv shows and movies uh with with all sorts of different panels there so thank you goodbye love you guys